0: With his own nicotine pouches.
1: Hello again. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, and we are so glad that you have joined us as we go inside the NASCAR garage area. I'm Steve Post, lead pit reporter for the Motor Racing Network, joined as I am by uh, each and every week by 25-time winning crew chief championship winning crew chief and now part-time crew chief as well we've added another title todd gordon is here hello how are you i'm great i'm great you, you just didn't just have enough on my plate so i had to put a little bit more on it you just couldn't say no could
0: you how do you say no to the crew chiefing a seven-time well, champion <laughs> yeah. in a partial schedule i mean it's 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 like i got my cake and eat it too yeah like it's it's uh it's a great opportunity looking forward to it with jimmy johnson and yeah. Um, I'm a little anxious right now. I'll tell you that. Got to uh, yeah. race your way in to the Daytona 500. Yeah. That's right, the Great American yeah. Race. Yeah. As uh, of th- as of recording, there's six uh, right. six unchartered teams, so you know, four yeah. will make it. Not, you just got to unload and go fast, right? That's right. Unload, go fast. And it's a crew chief that's never crew chief one of these cars and a driver who's never driven one of these cars. So, I mean, what's the pressure, right? No pressure at all. It's all good. There we go.
1: Yeah. You did it to yourself. You yeah, said, I did. Yes, I yes. said yes. Um, just to, if, if if you're not familiar, Todd it will be the crew chief uh, for Jimmy Johnson on a limited, what's a five race schedule, I believe it is, Yep. up at, um, let me see, Legacy Motor Club. You got it. I love the name, by yeah. the way. I just yeah. have to get used to saying it. Um, but, uh, so a five race schedule and, uh, but, but no fear is going to continue with the MRN stuff. Those of you that follow yep. him on serious going to continue with that as well. So, uh, but really, really neat. But you, you had shared, you and I talked a little bit before we came on the air. Um, this sport evolves very quickly and it evolved real quickly last year. Your chance to get, keep, keep hands on a little bit with yeah,
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Stay relevant. I think, uh, for, for all the, all the media stuff that I've done, I, I, I really started to feel by the end of the year last year that, you know, the disconnect and not being in the garage, not knowing how to work on this car and, and, and not knowing all the little intricacies that I think helped me to broadcast better in these positions. So, um, when this kind of came up, uh, it, it was, I mean, you see, this is a great opportunity one to, to, to kind of, to kind of tickle the itch of, of still want to be competitive. So, uh, and two, to learn and, and maintain relevancy mm-hmm. and, and, and help the sport continue to grow. And that's part of you know, from the fan base side. It's that's one of the things why I came to the media side. And um now I can kind of maintain that currency and relevancy and and uh hopefully it'll keep me uh keep me where I can I can be good for a
1: fan base. Yeah, no doubt about it. I am sure that will work out. You've got yourself a really good spot there. Uh and I think we ended the year talking about it, you know. And I know last year I, I said Petty GMS, which is the legacy motor club now, I said if it wasn't for track house racing. We would be raving about that race team, what Dave Olenz had done with Eric Jones and, and, and everything. They add Noah Gregson to the equation. They add Luke Lambert to the equation. Now they're adding Jimmy Johnson and, and, and you into the equation as well. Uh, it just appears to me like you've got a really good spot. That's a, that's a pretty cool dynamic, pretty cool team up there in Statesville.
0: It is. It is. And it's really cool to see what Jimmy's doing with the program and, and his introduction into it. And to see the talent there. I mean, Dave's done a phenomenal job yeah. right now. I'm just being a sponge. I'm soaking up everything I can. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to add much to the program, but, uh, um, just, uh, you know, it's, it's cool to see it's, it's different. It's awkward to me to not be back at team Penske. I'm sure. And it's, that's a little different for me. Uh, uh, there's some of that. It seems like I'm, Not in the right zone, but a great opportunity. And looking forward to to, to just exploring where that can go and, and trying to help a little bit.
1: I got a kick out of it. And I know we spend a lot of time talking garage stuff and crew chief stuff. But the idea of Jimmy Johnson, Eric Jones, and Noah Gregson in New York City You want to talk about three different dynamic individuals. Noah's taking them to the the dirty water dog stand and Jimmy's taking them to the penthouse. And Eric is somewhere in the middle there. And I I love the dynamic of the drivers. All three of you crew chiefs, so much respect. Maury Gallagher, what he's done. Richard Petty, uh, you know, Mike Beam. Mm -hmm. I mean, what Mike Beam has accomplished. I mean, he's a he's a he's a he's he's amazing. He's a Hall of Famer just in the longevity category. Well, we had him on crew call last year right? and he talked. I asked him. I I remember the
0: story vividly. uh, Asked him if this was like the biggest change he'd ever seen in NASCAR. And he said, no, yeah. no, we went to midsize cars back in the 70s, you know, it was 79 or yeah. whatever. It's just we're going to Daytona and Sawn Springs, you know, <laughs> it's a, his career is 50 some years in unreal. the sport and, yeah. and, and still still very relevant and, oh, yeah. and engaged. Really, really cool, Great really stuff. cool environment to be in up there.
1: Great stuff. We're really happy for you with that opportunity. And we're happy that we're back again with Crew Call. And if you're new to Crew Call, we will spend time talking to Crew Chiefs and crew members and pit crew members in different aspects of the sport. We'll get into the garage area, under the hoods a little bit, and talk to the men and women who work in the sport. And we are going to start, well, we're going to start where we ended last year. Mm -hmm. Paul Wolf, the championship-winning crew chief. Why not? Let's start with him. We'll talk a little bit about the clash with him and their preparation for the season. So that's what we're going to do here. We'll talk to Paul Wolf when we come back in just a moment. Welcome back. It is Crew Call. And let's go to the guest line joining us from up at Team Penske. He is the crew chief for Joey Logano and that Shell Pens oil Ford Mustang. Paul Wolf joins us. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Good to uh, good to be on with you again here. Yeah, we were we were joking around a little bit. Todd and I were joking around a little bit. We we started the year with you last year because you won the clash. We ended the year with you last year because you won the championship we start because you're the championship crew chief. I guess, uh, I guess things are well, how are, how are things up at team Penske as you get ready to go for another one here this year?
2: Well, yeah, it, uh, obviously a great ending to, to 2022 there. And, um, you know, had, uh, lots of, uh, celebrations and whatnot post season and, um, you know, a little, little bit of downtime, but, uh, you know, we were right back at it again uh, last weekend with the with the clash. Obviously, uh, di- didn't get to bring home another trophy, um, but uh, it was uh, it's always an interesting race for sure. It's it's not like really anything else we do, and um, we got through it. We survived, but uh, obviously didn't get the result we were hoping for. It.
0: We talked about the place and, and when we look at the Coliseum and and the venue that it is they they lay all this asphalt down I, I'm sure they're turning it up as we speak uh here early in the week but with it being a new asphalt sur- surface each time you come there talk about the challenges of, of how that asphalt kind of changes as the event goes on
2: yeah that, that's uh that's part of the challenge I mean, I mean obviously there, there's a lot of them as we go there like you said it's it's not like any other venue we see you know you, you kind of look through all right, well what where did we race last year? Um, that's most similar that we could pull some things that worked. what we've learned. Uh, it's hard. I mean, Martinsville is going to be your closest place. Um, but even still at that, it, it's, it's its own unique beast. And, and like you said, the practice, um, you know, was a little different this year. We still kind of had those three sessions or eight minutes, roughly each. Um, but what was different this year was, the, the, the things we could change on the car um, was limited. It was kind of the same format as we see on our 20 minute um, sessions we have every week where um, you know you're changing you know sway bar um, settings, some wedge and heights but you're not you're not changing springs or or uh, major items um, was not allowed this year. So um, it's challenging like you said Todd, the, the surface is is new. Um, you know, every every time we go there, and um, as we've seen with all these new repaves, how much they change as you get laps on them. Um, so not only are you trying to make changes to the car, um, but you in the back of your mind, you got to keep keep track of what's what's the car, what's the asphalt changing, what the rubber getting laid down. All those things are so different and and you saw cars that were, were off a good bit. Um, not only at the start of a run or the, the first practice, but were really good at the end. And that's just some of that is just how much the track changes. And if your car is set up for that, um, you may think you're way off, um, for that first session, um, and start chasing the racetrack. So there is a fine balance there. Obviously we had success there last year. So, you know, you're, we have developed the car a lot and we've learned more, but you're still going to, you know, find yourself close to, to what you had success with, uh, the previous year. Um, and we did that. Um, but obviously the first practice, you're like, Hey, we're not very good here. And it's like, well, this is what worked last year. And so you, there's that fine line of, okay, well, we're going to wait for the track to come to us. Um, has everyone gotten this much better with a year of development in the car? Um, the end of the day, I think there was a little bit of all of that going on. And I, I think we saw guys were the field was a little closer, I I feel like, just speed-wise, you know, this this time around versus last year, where it was like just totally new to everyone. Didn't no one had an idea where it even began. So um that was uh that was different. But um, you know, the the, the race for us, uh we didn't qualify well, and that's that's pretty tough. If you don't qualify well, that puts you in a pretty big hole. Um, fortunately we got into the, to the main and we were able to move forward a good bit. Um, we got ourselves as high as up to seventh at one point and Joey felt really good about the car, thought he had a shot again. And then we got in some contact on a restart there with A. The e. got him spun around and we lost our track position. And then it was just kind of never really could get going again after that. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's exciting. It's a it's a it's a unique event. Obviously nothing we're really used to. Um, but uh, I'm glad it's just just one once a year is is enough for me already to to move on to something else. I'm
1: I'm sure, that's for sure. I, I think the thing the the one common theme I heard in the garage area is we have a year more knowledge on these cars which last year when we pulled into the coliseum we had limited race knowledge or no race knowledge at all just a lot of practice knowledge and testing knowledge but the other thing just the logistics of it how are we going to get the cars in how are we going to get them out all of that that had to be a little bit or significantly better i would think this year oh absolutely
2: yeah i mean everyone's you know just the whole process and you know how we inspect the cars what what uh what they're going to be looking for like just the whole thing was like it was quite a bit different um, from that that aspect, and I think as we go into this season, everyone feels more comfortable with, with where things are at and the areas to focus on and and what it's going to take uh, to go racing every week not just not just the speed aspect of it. So on that part, it was nice, but um, you know we're still we're still got a lot of developing to do here. You uh,
0: you talked a little bit. You had an off season. Yeah, <laughs> you actually had one this year. Uh, but, what was the off season like, and uh, and what what have you been able to work on to try to push your program, continue it forward into twenty three?
2: Yeah, obviously we, we did have an off season, and um, you know that's nice. Like I said, there was a, the first half of it felt like it was a, a lot of appearances and celebrations and parties, and which is all great. But um, you know me well, Todd. I'm I'm not into a whole lot of that stuff either, so. You know, I, I'd had enough of that, and and was was ready to to just uh, enjoy uh, being 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 home with the family and doing a little bit of that. So, um, but as we as we look forward to to gearing up, um, you know, I think the one thing that stands out is just the limited practice time and testing, um, you know, and how how can we continue to move the program forward without all that, you know, and and that comes down to nothing real new. I think, I think, you know, we we dealt with this when you were here, but it's how how do we make our simulation and our tools more useful, more accurate, right? Um, We've got to build a lot of trust in, in those tools and be able to unload and be close because it's, it's very hard with with the limited stuff you're you're able to do during those twenty minute practice sessions each week. To if, if you're off, you're 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 gonna you're gonna struggle to get there. So I think we've continued to push in that area uh, of making those tools better, ha- having more confidence in them um, to to make sure we're we're where we need to be when we unload. And you're you're just kind of uh, keeping up with fine tuning your balance and, and track conditions for that weekend, not. Not trying to to develop your setup while you're at the racetracks. It's just not realistic to to be able to do that. So, you know, we're we're continuing to work there, and um, you know, we'll we'll see how we get going here this season.
1: Paul, I've got one more question that ties into the offseason and the Coliseum. I walked into the Coliseum garage area, and it's 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 always neat being with MRN. You're kind of neutral. You get to know people. You know your buddies. You know your friends there. I walked into the Coliseum last year, and there was a whole bunch of stressed out people, stressed out because you'd been testing, stressed out because nobody had parts, nobody had pieces, just, just all over the place. It was like, man, if this is the way the season's going to start, I can't imagine what it is. And it was a rough offseason last year my take from the garage area this saturday particularly before we got cars rolling was refreshed there was mm-hmm. so many we, we people were talking about what they did do over the holidays and what they didn't do over the holidays your garage your men and women uh it had been a long stretch about 16 straight months it 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 is is there a refreshed feeling within your team and and and, and, and maybe the garage as a whole
2: yeah, there's definitely uh, there's definitely some of that. In our team in general, obviously, you know you you're car- you carry that momentum from the championship. Um, you know, f- for our guys and that mentality, I think t- you know Todd Todd knows about that as well, and it's um, it's hard to uh, you know compare that to anything else, but um, just the confidence in the guys and, and feeling like we know what we're doing, how we're going to approach this. Um, but I think as a whole, as an industry. We've, we've made obviously lots of gains. You talk about parts and pieces, where we're at with the cars. Um, we're never probably gonna be 100% satisfied, but we've made great strides in that area um, of having what we need to go racing. You know, With all the updates that were done to these chassis um, from the safety standpoint going into this season, or going into the off season, it's like, wow, are we gonna are we gonna have chassis ready when it when when it's time to build cars here? And it really did did a nice job. Um, we're we're in pretty good shape. We don't have all of our chassis yet, but we're that's not going to be a hold up for us to preparing each week. So I think as a whole, everyone did a nice job working through all those updates, um, getting the teams the chassis they need. Um, you know, all the manufacturers saw uh, an update with the nose hood you know um louvers uh exhaust um yeah. you know radiator duct work um so there was like a little bit there um we're waiting on a few few parts and pieces but but for the most part we're we're in pretty good shape obviously much farther ahead than we were last year and i think that's that's part of what gave everyone a little more relaxed and and just knowing like i said earlier just knowing some of the processes and how to even begin to work on this car at least we have a direction now this year to me is more about now we're gonna figure out how to just really refine all that stuff but but we at least know the direction to work
0: The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. As you look back over the last year that you've had, how how much has the new car really changed how you operate as a team and and what you focus on?
2: Yeah, I mean, mean, it has. I mean, the the box got real small on us, um, and that made it challenging. I think as you look at moving forward, you know we've we've had some success. We we're able to find things um, to produce speed in our program um, and ended strong. But I think it's you know a reminder to all my guys in the scenes, Like although the box is small, we, we still we still got to find areas to be better because by no means can we can we feel like with the success we had you know at the end of the season that we have it figured out and uh, as long as a as a group we continue to push and and try to find any little area um it, it got really the field's close now I, I, this is exactly what nascar wanted right um the parity amongst the field um it's why we saw those those winners we did this year and i, I don't expect that to to look a lot different this year um it's going it's going to make it more challenging I think as you as you move forward, you got to continue to look at you know how how pit road plays out, like because that's a big player when 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 all the cars are equal like they are. How can we find an advantage on pit road? So you know, there's a big emphasis for us on that. Continuing, that's nothing new, but it's definitely I think a whole other level now. Um, you know, and then just the strategy side of it. I, I think we saw that. Um, play into it a, a good bit at races last year, and is something we've always worked pretty hard at, and I think that will be key to to having success this year. Is is making the right calls on the box to to keep ourselves or put ourselves in position.
0: And NASCAR, has kind of changed the the pit road, the loose wheel penalty, and, and and kind of how they they assess all that. Does that does that change the risk reward balance for uh, for pit road? I mean, obviously, you don't ever want to have issues, but does does at least the fact it's not a four-week suspension in, in those pieces does that kind of change that
2: balance for you? Well, it's definitely a bit of a relief. I think I feel like a majority of the issues. Fortunately, I, I didn't have any on our car. Um, we did have one within our company. Um, for the most part, I feel like a majority of the issues weren't like us necessarily directly related to like a speed thing. You know, when, when the rule was a put into place is when guys were you know hitting three lug nuts versus five and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, there's still a balance of understand these tire changers, understanding the, the torque on this single nut, because as we've seen the way this gun is designed right now, if you, if you put the nut on too tight, that slows you down coming off. Right. And that ultimately slows your stop down. So as we continue to develop and, and, figure out pit road that those guys they get paid a lot of money for a reason and they're going to need to continue to be to be good at that and understand how tight they have that wheel nut um but i i don't think that was the majority of the issue last year and and it was more of just the nut wasn't even on um yes. so uh yeah it's uh it's it's interesting a piece of it and um we' uh we spend a lot of time each week in, in that department right now trying to make sure we've got it right
0: and you you brought up wheel, wheel nut torque and and where that is uh it sounded like there was a change that was going to come forward in the wheel nuts and and how they are retained to try to help that uh it kind of give you some room for for that tang to kind of hold it but it sounded like there were some challenges at coda with keeping the wheel nuts tight and NASCAR's reverted back the, Do you have any information or anything on that that kind of can help those listening that understand what's going on
2: yeah so i have a little you know we we saw the issue our car one of our cars was one that tested at coda um you know we were we were seeing some loose wheels on the left rear um that new design um was allowing it wasn't going to maybe it was going to help keep the wheel from falling off but it was still it was allowing the wheel to come loose I guess if you will um, the way that design was so um we're trying to fix one problem and maybe caused another one or we didn't understand exactly how how much that other nut was was kind of keeping maybe potentially some some load on the wheel keeping it tight um, yeah there, there there's a lot going on there. So I, there was there was great intentions there of trying to fix one problem but um, it still needs to to be refined a little bit there to, to get where we need to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd heard that. We'd, we'd talked to the folks at NASCAR. We had a competition briefing last year and they were like, eh, we found, we, we, we learned, we, we, we learned something about We learned something we didn't see coming down the pipeline. And, and, and really that's motorsports. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the, you, you guys, everybody races to the weakest link. You, 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 you learn all kinds of things. Paul, let's kind of spin forward here a little bit. Uh, We have a weekend off coming up and then, well, head to Daytona for the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. You're going down there. You're going to roll the cars right straight out into qualifying, and uh, just your your then the dual races. What's your uh, preparation and take as you get ready to go to Daytona and try to win the 500?
2: Yeah, we're uh, we're, we're working on that pretty hard right now, um, leading into uh, to next week. Um, you know, a few little updates to the underbody, how they're inspecting that, the to tolerance there. Um, it's tightened up a little bit. Um, so making sure we're we're getting a little bit out of it there. Um, there's there's not there's getting to be less and less room to work. Obviously, like we said, they, it seems like the box is closing. they've they've continued to try to um, improve their their scanning process with how the underfloor is scanned and inspection. So which is all is all good stuff because when, when we're talking, you know, 10, 20 thousandths, um, the way we build the car here at the track, and then you show up at the racetrack with a different, um, machine, um, uh, scanning that just trying to get some correlation there to make sure we're able to, as a team, get all we can, but not have issues when we show up at the racetrack. So, um, we're working through that stuff. Um, you know, it, it, like you said, this year we'll, we'll show up on load, uh, and, and run a lap, which, you know, it, is maybe a little different than how we've approached the 500 uh, uh weeks in in past years but um this is nothing new to us we've, we've done it at talladega and and um places before where you, you show up and and go out and run a lap and qualifying so that part of it's nothing new to us um we'll, we'll get a little time to work on them after the 150 so um yeah we're uh that Daytona 500s uh, was one I'd like to get for sure obviously Joey and Todd have been able to win that one but that's a that's a one on my list that I haven't been able to accomplish yet uh, since I've been in the cup series and there's a few other guys on my team that have, have been with me that are in the same boat so not that we don't try hard every year but uh, it, it would be nice to be able to check that one off this year for sure
0: You've, uh, you've been really close. You've been really close. <laughs> it's, 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 it's coming. Uh, you know, I, I'd say, I'd say looking at your career well on your way to a hall of fame career, two championships, two different drivers. It's it time for driver change. What? No, I'm
2: just, I'm just joking. Driver
1: change?
2: What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, Ty. You have to ask Joey uh, what, we, what he thinks. No, oh, I, I, I mean,
0: you guys have done a phenomenal job, and you look back at it, I really feel like you know, 2020, you were right there. Uh, you had an opportunity at it, and and yeah. and and I, the 500. I mean wasn't for a last lap, uh, wreck, I think you were in a good spot at one point too. So, um, lots of, lots of great stuff that I think you guys are doing there and, and, uh, really looking forward to what you can do this season.
2: Yeah, no, it's, uh, we're looking forward to it. Like I said, it's, uh, we had a great year last year, but, uh, you know, you know, Roger's thought on that. It's what have you done for me lately? So that's how we, we continue to approach it here. And, and, uh, you, you know, I was talking to another crew chief here last weekend, but, you know, went through the off season, and I'm the smartest guy on pit road. But it didn't take but one practice session uh, on Saturday, and I was a dumbass again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is how it goes. That's, that's um, how
2: this sport keeps you honest. That's for sure.
0: Speaking of young and upcoming drivers and driver changes, how's Cade doing?
2: Oh, he's, uh, he's hanging in there. We're, we're ready to go at it again this season. Uh, You know, we're going to, we're going to run another class, get him some more seat time and uh, continue to hopefully see, uh, see some improvements here. I, I I had to remind him this, this sport is not cheap and um, you know, this, this is, although it's fun, we we got We're going to have to see some improvement here too, or, uh, or we're going to break the bank for, uh, for no reason.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Spoken like every dad, every race car team owner that has ever got involved in this business. That's for sure. Paul, it is always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, We look forward to uh, catching up with you throughout the course of the season. We wish you the best in Daytona and on throughout. And uh, thanks for joining us here on crew call.
2: Yeah, no, it's always fun guys. I appreciate it. We'll see you at the track and I guess we'll see Todd back on top of the box. So congrats on that and uh, look forward to to seeing that again. Had to get
0: myself relevant again. You, you guys are getting so far out, I can't even talk to you. So uh, it's it, crazy,
2: it, isn't it? When you're when you're not doing it every day, I'm sure you felt like you didn't have have an idea what was going on anymore.
0: I definitely felt like I was getting disconnected, and, and I didn't want to do yeah. that. And, and uh, I had a great opportunity that they kind of came my way to to do that in a, in a Part kind of part-time deal, you know, Paul,
1: have you ever heard such a thing as a part-time crew chief? I didn't think that was possible. Yeah,
2: no, I need to find me one of those deals though. <laughs> I think
1: <laughs>
2: You'll find it.
1: You'll no, find no. It. Paul, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. There we go. Paul Wolf joining us from up at team Penske. Stay with us more crew call in just a moment. Welcome back. It is crew call. So glad you have joined us, Todd Gordon and Steve Post here. And uh, Todd, always good to uh, catch up with Paul Wolf and uh, uh, that team. Everyone up, Team Penske. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna be tough to handle this year again. I am fairly confident. I
0: I would agree with you. I would yeah. agree with you. You're great champions. You know, you've got both Joey and 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 Paul there that have both won two championships. I think uh, you know. I think that whole place is set up. Uh, you know, Ryan Blaney and, and Jonathan Hassler uh, had speed last year. Yeah, see did. what they can do in their sophomore year. I think uh I think wins coming there and you know Austin Cindrick and Jeremy Bullens have done a great job up there too. So yep. I they're gonna be a they're gonna be a contender second uh, as year, we go forward.
1: Second year for Austin coming around, another trip around the horn and another trip for that team to get jealous There's
0: continuity, right? As you looked at it last year, even and you tie back to the Woods Brothers uh you right. know, you know, quote, uh support there. But right. Paul's talked about this a little bit, but Ryan Brian Wilson at Woods Brothers was right. Paul's with engineer through right. the championship with Brad. Right. Jonathan Hassler did work for Paul for a while. Right. So there's just continuity. And you're not learning people again. You've, you've got, you're building off notebook. Right. there's going to cool. be a good year for those guys. And uh, they'll be a contender. I I, I I look for Paul and Joey to be right up front
1: at Daytona as well. I do too. Good stuff. That's for sure. When we look back at it and we, we look at last season to kind of put a bow around it and you have a chance to reflect on it a little bit. Um, five new winners, 19 different winners. I, I was reading this like the margin of victory is the 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 second closest in history overall the average and everything like that boy i'm telling you when we when we we kind of take those numbers it's going to be fascinating to see how we can duplicate that how close we come to that when we look at the 2023 season it definitely is.
0: so many question marks about what what can happen you know we we thought that as the teams learn this car we create separation i don't think we got that (laughs) no i don't think so i think if anything we got closer um it's uh i don't i mean my gut tells me we don't have 19 winners again. Yeah. I think that that was an extraordinary number that we got to, but. And I don't I don't know
1: that there's five more new winners, but Yeah, the, the challenge is alright, because you can make the case for everybody that won last year to win again, but I but will they? That's the thing. So I can say that there will be
0: two new winners from last year. I really feel like Martin Truex Jr. Brian yes. Blaney will figure out how to I win this true, year, yeah. right? Yeah. Martin did already, but not a points right, race. So that, yeah. that one doesn't count. Yeah, you're right Blaney did last year, but it wasn't a, it was all star yeah, race. Yeah, the all star race, yeah. Um yeah, it's gonna be awesome to watch and and as as Paul talked about, the box is just so narrow. Mm-hmm. That you have to work in really small areas of it, and and that creates kind of parity, and and guys that hit it and miss it every weekend. So uh, it's going to be really cool to see what happens this year, and 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 watch what this team, uh, what this team Penske does.
1: Seventy fifth anniversary of NASCAR. Boy, I'll tell you what, it is going to be an exciting season. We had. Uh, I'm going to go a little behind the scenes, uh, Todd. You and I had a really neat visit just before, just talking about you know, and 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 talking about Sunday, uh, the clash. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were at home watching the clash. Yes. I was at the event. Yes. Um, we both loved what we saw. We both had a good time. But I think the dynamic is really interesting. Your take on it from watching it at home. Yeah,
0: I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I thought mm-hmm. it was, you know, I thought last year was phenomenal, but there was so much anticipation, not knowing what was going to happen right. there. And um it got to be it was a good show. Right. But it just wasn't like that's why I asked you. Yeah. I asked you what what the makeup was there because I don't know, you know, it's a different event than a normal race weekend. Right. But uh, like you got to the, you got to the musical acts
1: and it was like, yeah, it was all right for me on TV. Right. It was all right for you on TV in the arena. It was bonkers. Really? I am telling you, it was insane. Wiz Khalifa was the halftime entertainment and there was north of 50,000 people there and there was north of 50,000 people dancing. Our Dan Hubbard on our MRN coverage, Dan was out in the turns there, and he says the only thing that he thinks would be comparable is if we were a full house at Talladega and someone hit the switch on Sweet Home Alabama. And so it was fascinating. And, and I think you even saw this, I think you even saw it on social media. You, you, people who were at home were like, nah, I can take it or leave it, or I'm a country fan. I didn't like the music or I didn't like that. And, and, and I think all of us were like, eh, it got a little rough at the beginning of that second half of the race with all the cautions. I think we all agree with that. But the at-track experience was nuts. Really? I mean, it was insane. We got there early. There's people all over the place. The souvenir areas were good. And it was just, and I think that's the thing. And I know in, in, in talking with some of the folks, we, TV does a great job covering this sport. Mm-hmm. Radio does a great job covering this sport. But folks, there are so many sights and sounds and sensory things that you have got to get to the racetrack this year. You just do. Um, it just, it, I think Todd and I are a great example. We love it. He, he enjoyed it sitting at home. I'm walking out of the Coliseum. I was like, man, can we do that again tomorrow? Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's the thing. And then I get on social media and I say, oh, I should never do this again. Never do this. guy said, Where, are you kidding me? Yeah. I want to do it again tomorrow. And I mean, and you know, I just think that the at track experience, the sights and the sounds are phenomenal in NASCAR racing. And the people I talked to Monday night
0: after the clash uh, on Sirius on a late, late shift yeah. program, uh, um, you know, the people that were there just raved about the experience. And that's that's really the part that we can't see on TV. And I don't think TV and radio can bring that to yeah, you in that. that to so experience much, it at the racetrack. I mean, you go to the racetrack, you can experience it and listen to MRN. That's right. Racing so,
1: Electronic Scanner. Yeah. RE Scanner listening to MRN. So I'm not selling out our, our, our <laughs> paycheck here.
0: Like you go to the racetrack, you got to tune in. Um, Absolutely. But, but it's, a, it's an experience, right? Yep. The Clash, especially, is an experience. Yeah, it's
1: experience. It's not your traditional race. We all understand that. And like I said, it was nuts, and it was fun. So good stuff, that's for sure. Good stuff. Good to be back on crew call again this year. Looking forward to have the season. Great to have the season rolling, no doubt. And 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 be back in the routine. Back in the routine, that's for sure. Uh, James Small is going to join us next week here on the program. Can't wait to talk to the champion of the Bush Clash. So we'll do that as we get ready for the Daytona 500. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post, and we appreciate you joining us here on Crew Call on the Motor Racing Network.